0: You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I'm Clint. Welcome back to Locked On
1: Bulldogs. Glad you're here on Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Daniel, Halloween is just around the corner, uh, which by the way, Tiffany over at the UGA video uh highlights.
0: She creeped into the graphic design department, she, didn't she? She sneaked on she, over. She, she said, on
1: over. You all need some help. And Cubicle
0: Tiffany, next door.
1: She she did some work with a mm. nice little clown poster and a red balloon. It was everything that you'd hope for from Tiffany. So Tiffany Keep up the good work.
0: Kudos to you, as always. We recognize and appreciate your fine work here on the Locked on Bulldogs podcast.
1: That's right. Uh, if you're a new listener to the podcast and you don't know who Tiffany is, Tiffany is our name for anybody who has glorious graphics and video editing skills at UGA Department. We only believe her name is Tiffany and doing an incredible job pumping out hype videos and hype posters for this week at Kentucky. Uh, he is Daniel. I am Clint. This is Locked on Bulldogs. Uh, since you're new... Uh, Just know that Daniel and I are not gurus or insiders. We're not going to tell you crystal ball predictions unless we get a hankering of what time we will pick up the queso. Maybe that Hmm. will give a crystal ball about.
0: Well, let me crystal ball that for you right now. The answer was... 20 minutes ago. There it is. That's what That's what time I will pick up the queso. <laughs> there it is. Uh, this podcast was
1: started for fans by fans, and that's exactly what Daniel and I intend to do. This podcast is to make your fandom better as our fandom increases uh, between the two of us.
0: That's right. Um, glad that you're here, whether you're new, whether you've been around for a while. We've been at this, uh, for a little while now. And, uh, know there's a lot of you out there, a lot of new listeners every week, though. So we do like to go through that disclaimer at the beginning. We also like to remind you and let you know that if you're new to the podcast, all that we really ask you to do is click that subscribe button. We are not going to try to lure you behind a paywall or take your money. But if you subscribe to the show, then we, Uh, We will bring you an episode five days a week, Monday through Friday. They'll all get downloaded straight to your phone. That helps us, and it helps you stay connected to uh, this conversation about your beloved Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, So do that for us. If you like the show, you've been around for a while, and you enjoy the show, maybe this is your second week or your third week, maybe you picked us up uh, the beginning of the season, uh, mm. you, you've you enjoyed the show, but you've never left us a rating or a review. If you could just do that real quick, just click that five stars, particularly on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out. It helps other people find the show. When other people find the show, um, it helps us, which helps you because we keep bringing you shows every day. Uh, so click that five stars, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and we would greatly appreciate it no matter who you are. Uh, young or old, new or uh, a veteran listener to the show, uh, we would love to hear from you. So you can email us at lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at dogspodcast. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to hit us up on Twitter about anything other than Georgia sports, please feel free to not ever. So well,
1: well, you can. just It's it going to be real quiet coming back to you. Just
0: real, real quiet. Not really interested in having any other sort of conversations, um, <clears throat> no matter what uh, opinions we or you may have. Uh, but we would love to talk about Georgia sports with you. And so hit us up there or email us, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Clint, it's Wednesday, yeah. um, uh, middle of the week. As you said, Halloween fast approacheth. Georgia has mm-hmm. a noon kickoff. Um, people talking about it. I've heard the word trap game used three times already three this times week. easily. Clint, uh, well, what's happening in the world? Is this a trap game, Clint? No.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> do you know why? Do you, know why said, it's not
0: tra- yeah. you know why it's not a trap game, Clint? Because we just got our rear ends handed to us in the previous game. It's hard to have a trap game. When you, you see, feel like about the lowest form of human life that exists in the world. You see, world. a
1: trap is when you don't anticipate it coming, Daniel.
0: That's that's mm. a trap. But when you have just been massacred on the side of the road. You- now God and everybody knows you're a bunch of losers. And, that's right. And you have to come out and prove otherwise. That's, uh, no. Not a trap game. Doesn't matter what time it kicks no. off. It helps your Halloween plans uh, the earlier it kicks off. So we're all excited about the noon kickoff. Uh, we're due for one. We need one. We're going to go up to um, the world's fastest outdoor checkout lane and uh, oh, yeah. check out with a W at Kroger that's what, Field. That's what we're hoping. Clint, what are we going to talk about today on the show? Here's
1: what we got going on. we got some news roundup from this week and the bye week that we're just getting word on a couple of interesting tidbits we want to clue you in on. Segment two is going to be about Todd Munkin's effect on this offense, Daniel. And then segment three, we might have to follow up with some Kirby Philosophy, head coaching philosophy 101 and how we feel about it. So, Daniel, let's start with the news roundup. Here's a couple things that are important to you and I. um Monty Rice, okay. good at football or bad at football, Daniel?
0: Good at football. Underrated at football.
1: Underrated. If y'all don't know that Monty Rice is the best linebacker on this team, now you do. He is the best linebacker on this team. Just
0: inside, outside, upside down, doesn't matter. Monty it, it Rice is the best one. Matter
1: uh he's banged up was banged up in the alabama game did not see much playing time had to come back in pressed in the service um he is back on the practice field but a limited capacity daniel uh him and uh well kenny mcintosh are in the Mm -hmm. uh, club med brigade just sitting in jerseys that said don't touch me Uh, um taking some some reps off here uh what do you think of this injury news
0: well, you got Kirby saying he hopes both of them can play. He had the bye week, didn't get a lot of. Apparently, neither of them got a lot of reps. Kirby's given very vanilla answers Oof. as he always does when it comes to. Injury. But this week
1: he was very on point with his knees. He,
0: he just relate yeah. Oh, very, very on point indeed. Um, let me ask, let's just go one by one, Clint. Do you expect Kenny McIntosh to play against Kentucky? I do. You do expect him to play. I expect him. Do to you play. expect Monty Rice to play against Kentucky?
1: I do. I expect them both no. to play.
0: I do not expect Monty Rice to play against Kentucky. Oh, I will no. say that. I'll say that right now. I don't expect it because um, I I don't know that he'll I I you know what I fully expect, Clint? Let me let me tell you yeah, what I fully expect. Long time <laughs> uh long time translators of Kerbanese will know what's coming here. I fully yep. expect post game for Kirby to be asked about Monty Rice and him to say, well, he could have gone if we needed him. He could have, uh, he was ready, we thought he was ready to go, but he could have gone if we needed him. Um, But we, um, you know, we felt like we we had the the game in hand and didn't really see a situation where we needed to put him in. So we wanted to give him a little bit of extra rest, and uh, we hope to have him back next week.
1: Last year, Lawrence Cager looked like the hunchback from Notre Dame. Okay, just his arm dangling out from all sorts of angles of that socket, and Kirby yeah. comes back and says, "No, he he could have gone. If he could have really gone.
0: He could have gone if we needed him." Um, how about the fact that we couldn't complete a pass for three straight quarters? Kirby oh, could no. would that is that called needing him? Whatever. Uh, I I might expect Kenny McIntosh to play. I expect the reps to be somewhat limited. I mm-hmm. expect Kenny mm-hmm. to not be in his normal spot in the depth chart. I you might see him fourth. Maybe yep. even fifth in the pecking order behind Dejon I don't know that he'll get his normal amount of reps, but he might get some. Let me ask you this long-term clip. Okay. Kenny McIntosh, Kiaris Jackson, kick returner. They're both healthy. Who you got? I'm sorry. This not this is not a question
1: to me. His name's oh, Kenny. Oh, it
0: is to me. Freaking
1: McIntosh, and mm. it's offensive mm. you would ask anybody else to return a mm. kick.
0: Mm. Disagree. Well disagree you more be, likely to run right. a kick back for a touchdown this year uh Kearis Kearis jackson kears jackson, Kearis jackson yeah. is correct. and that's so that's that's what you go for more likely to advance the ball to the 35 instead of the 25
1: every single play. mac every kenny, single, kenny single, mcintosh every kenny single McIntosh kickoff for sure
0: <laughs> yeah for sure kenny mcintosh but more likely to take one of the house kears jackson I do expect Kieran's Jackson to be returning kicks in this game. Yeah. And um, we'll see because if Kieran's Jackson does well returning kicks, Kirby is legally obligated to put him as the kick return. He's not allowed to substitute for him, Clint, because he would be the incumbent. Correct. And you cannot substitute in someone off the bench unless the person starting does absolutely horrid for two straight games.
1: If you're not catching up on what's happening right now, let's enter the Stetson Bennett conversation, shall oh, we? Oh, okay.
0: Oh, I'm, I wasn't even thinking about well, no. Okay, I guess we no. could I guess we could talk about it on Stetson- an unrelated Bennett, if note. Completely unrelated. Here's here's the Stetson Bennett news. Look um Stetson Bennett's the starting quarterback against Kentucky if you think for two seconds that short of throwing two interceptions in the first half that you're going to see JT Daniels at all in this game you were sadly mistaken you are not you will not see JT Daniels in this game period no. Stetson no. Bennett will play well and Kirby will use it as an excuse to continue to play him and you and I will continue to not know who the best quarterback on the team is because we haven't seen them all and we really, you know, we have a very limited uh, sample size of Stetson Bennett versus elite competition. He looked good in the first half. He looked poor in the second half mm-hmm. and um, that's what we will continue to have to work with because that's how it's going to go on Saturday.
1: Cool. Um, if you don't have a bucket next to you, that's on you. Just grab
0: that. You're going to want to... you. You know that you need to grab that because you probably already soiled yourself at this point in the in the conversation. Yeah, um, let's let's
1: end on a high note. Uh, Kirby let's is, do that. Kirby is talking about Daniel and I's favorite running back on this team. Uh, no, it's not Kenny McIntosh. As much as I love him, uh, no, mm-hmm. it's not Zamir White. As much as he was acclaimed, that is when Kendall Milton, who is Little Chub incarnate, and uh, Kirby is let's talking don't ever about say
0: him. let's don't ever say the word Little Chub again. Um, for, for, well, just for the just
1: well, for the record well daniel you I, I'd, like to, I'd like to i'd like to that you introduced little chub into this podcast baby baby chub okay. is the nickname well, that's that we're fine going with. um yes. baby chub incarnate kindle mitten uh we are all on his bandwagon and so is kirby apparently talking about how he's getting more looks more reps he's gaining trust which to kirby is everything so uh good news for dog fans, all abound. The more touches Kendall Milton has, the higher our chances to win go,
0: Daniel. This is great. News. I think Kendall Milton, I think Kendall Milton leads this team in carries on Saturday. I don't disagree at all. I think he, I think he, I don't think he starts, but I do think he leads the team in in carries. Um <clears throat> let's talk about the fine folks over at uh Coors Light, Clint. Let's do. Because sometimes when uh, Halloween's coming up, mm. I mean, it's election season, it's COVID. What else do we have to talk? Like, there's a lot of stressful things happening in this world right now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm okay. We,
1: I'm fine.
0: You just need to take a moment to chill. Uh, you need to hit the reset button on your week. Uh, and come Saturday, 11 o'clock is not too early to begin chilling. No, is it, it's is Saturday. It it's no. Saturday. No, not in any, not in any stretch of the imagination. Coors Light is the beer that is literally made to chill. It is cold lager, cold filtered, cold packaged. Uh, it is crisp and refreshing, as crisp and refreshing, in fact, as the Colorado uh, mm. Rockies. Watching football is fair, therapeutic to fans. Uh, it's me time. It's an excuse to chill and drink beer. And Coors Light uh, is the official beer. Of watching college football, Clint. Not mm-hmm. playing college football. No, that no. would that would be a poor choice on your part if you were going to play college football while enjoying a Coors Light. But, football watching League, college, sure, but playing watching football, college no. football while enjoying a Coors Light is uh, the way to go. Coors Light is the one that we choose when we need to unwind. And so when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light in its new look delivered straight to your door. Delivered. Straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: If, on the other hand, you want to go ahead and you feel like you've done enough chilling, you have the Coors Light. It's come straight to your door, and you need to get out and be active. Well, that's where the fine folks over at Built Bar come in, Daniel. Built Bar is the we tastiest really got, protein
0: bar. We really got something for everybody Look on this podcast. Look, what We're,
1: spectrum do you want to go on, y'all? Okay? I mean –
0: we're here we can for can play it. that game. We got that's this right. game
1: all day long. It's called demographics, Daniel. We want to hit them all, okay? I don't know if you know how marketing works. Um, but if you want to go ahead and get active, if you need to lose some weight, if you need to keep on working out and you need motivation to do so, you need that protein to supplement into your diet, that's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on the planet. It's high in protein. It is keto-friendly. It is low in sugar, high in fiber. It's perfect for on the go or as a post pre workout meal. You can supplement it and you can cut down on the rest of the fatty foods that you shouldn't be putting into your body, say for queso on Saturdays. Go over to builtbar.com. Let them know we sent you by putting in locked on into the promo code. You're going to get 20% off your order. That's builtbar.com, locked on a promo code for 20% off.
0: All right, Clint, I'm going to. I'm gonna let you have segment two, and okay. I'm going to take segment three of uh, this week. And so, I believe you've got some things that you would like to share—an opinion, an op-ed—that you're right. uh, the more you, a little more you know, segment here. Oh, that's right. That you'd like to share with the people, and uh, I'm gonna cede the floor to you to do okay. so.
1: Here's, here's my PSA this week. I know that as a Georgia fan, you are contractually obligated to call for some sort of head coach to be fired during the season.
0: I, Fire Bobo. I get that. I,
1: I understand. Okay. Whether it be Bobo, whether it be Chaney, whether it be Jimmy C, which, by the way, everybody was contractually obligated. Kudos to game. you. Judos to you for calling to,
0: for Jimmy C to be fired. Had to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so, University of Tennessee. How's uh, How's Jim Chaney? What, what's, what's up? What's up? <laughs> it turns oh, out.
1: It yeah. turns out you got the <laughs> oh, wrong assistant. No. Turns out old Sam Pittman over there knows a thing oh, or two about football. No. Um, so I know you're contractually obligated. We're contractually obligated to complain about the coaching staff at UGA, the development of players, and the schematics going on this year's. Consternation has been focused on Kirby, and Daniel and I are on record of saying, Please stop. Please stop now. Uh, although we are critical of some things that he chooses to do, we believe in Kirby as a head coach. Uh, I have not heard one person so far this year, Daniel, and praise be to everything that is good and holy, that mm-hmm. no one is saying, Fire the offensive coordinator at UGA. And there's a reason for that, Daniel.
0: Uh, please, do you, do you know what yes. that reason is? is because it because we we still remember Jimmy C. Yeah, <laughs> we we remember
1: we re- remember Tyler Simmons' fly sweep. We remember got- the jet sweep motion. We remember third and eight, Daniel. What happens on third and eight or more? Oh, in you Jimmy run the C's? draw. Oh, there it you is. You run the draw.
0: Okay. You run the draw.
1: Okay. Uh, no, this year is not that at all. <laughs> Let me give you some facts to go ahead and back this up. Todd Munkin shows up on the scene and instantaneously in SEC play compared to last year, we are up double digits, 10 points per game more this year compared to last year SEC play. Daniel, the product on the field is robust. He is making right play calls. Our execution is poor with it so far in a couple critical moments, um, which we get and we understand, but his Ability to dial up the right play at the right time is not the problem. Players, our playmakers are getting the ball. Keiris Jackson, how you doing, brother? Like, welcome mm-hmm. to the Todd Munkin program that you are all about and all in love. Uh, welcome to the tight end show. Down the middle. Hello, Welcome to Absolutely. getting boots and getting movement at quarterback when Stetson does his best work. Welcome to a perfect play call for a QB boot, naked boot, in which he's running for it for a first down for touchdown. Welcome to inside runs, outside runs, mixing it up, keeping the defense on their toes. Todd Munkin is not a problem at UGA. He's he's not only not a problem. He is a magnificent asset, one that you and I should treasure now because, Daniel, there will come a time. I I guarantee you, just mark it on your calendars. Whatever, whenever the tide comes in, somebody's going to be calling for Todd Munkin's head. And I urge you, I implore you, don't do that. Please, please stop doing that. Uh, Todd Munkin is doing great work at UGA. The product on the field is looking that way. The offense is in good hands, Daniel and UGA fan. So trust in that process in totality.
0: Couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with you. I want to get this in quickly because I do agree. Todd Monken is a huge asset to this uh, to this program. I do agree that his play calling has been um, uh, a revelation this year in many respects. You put your eyes on the game. Just watch and You it. can see the personnel being you, even just down to who's on the field That's right. at any given time, is wildly different than it was last year under James Coley. The play calling is not predictable. No. It is not, um, it is not basic. Uh, you know what it one time is, hasn't
1: happened yet so far, Daniel? You and I, before a play, have not texted each other what the play is going to be like we did so many times last year.
0: 100% correct. I, I'll, t- I'll just give you this as an indication. We make fun of the Tyler Simmons just sweep often on this uh, podcast. But let me just say, when this season— it's not like we've never run a wide receiver Mm-mm. Jet, Mm-mm. jet sweep. Guess what happens when we do? It goes for 20, 25 yards. Jermaine Burton streaking down the sideline. Do, do you know why that is? Why is that? Because it's set up well. Because, there, ah. because there's personnel on the field where... The entire defense is not saying either they're going to hand it off to DeAndre Swift and he's going to run straight up the middle or they're going to hand it off to Tyler Simmons and he's going to run toward the sideline. So let's just cover those two uh, options and then I guess we'll be good. Uh, there's the personnel on the field. Uh, it's deceptive. He's moving people around. He's getting the playmakers the ball in space, as you alluded to. And so uh, Todd Munkin, an asset, please do not call for his job. No. Uh, he he is certainly not the problem. But I do want to talk about what is the problem for the University of Georgia, and I want to do that coming up next.
1: Daniels, my time to cede the floor to you. Representative from Tennessee, you're acknowledged
0: let's let's be let's be honest kirby came out was asked a lot of questions about his offensive philosophy in uh the pressers this week and kirby came out and he hemmed and hawed and he was asked directly about offense's ability to out defenses these days and he hemmed and hawed some more and he gave what i thought was at least a little bit of a politician's answer in terms of yes, good offenses have been winning, but then he threw that. But their defenses have have also been good, as if LSU's defense had anything to do with it winning a national championship last year. But whatever, uh, His name he is at Joe least Brady. did he at least did acknowledge that only the teams with elite offenses are winning national championships in college football these days. Um. And then Kirby comes out. He's what's the quote, Clint? He's he's talking about he doesn't he, want to get into boat races. He does not want to get in boat races.
1: That's his job in the offensive control room.
0: Not getting into. Let me just let me just say right there. That's the problem with the University of Georgia. It's not Todd Munkin. No. But it is the offense. Okay. The offense is the problem with this team, and the offense. is – is the reason that I don't think we're going to win a national championship this year anymore. Uh, I, I mean, I'm on record as saying I believe Alabama's going to beat us in the SEC championship game, so I don't think we're going to win a national championship. The offense is the problem. Clint, you alluded to last season. Was our offense good or bad last oh, season? gosh. Okay, so let's just look at, as you, as you did, the first four SEC games of the slate this year and last year we can't compare murray state and arkansas state so that's not a fair comp so we'll we'll throw out notre dame as well and we'll just look at the first four conference games of last season uh which were against vanderbilt tennessee south carolina and kentucky uh we were three and one in those games this year first four conference games of the season we are three and one in those games um this season we you, you referenced that we have scored 10 points more per game, and that is true. Meanwhile, uh, we have gained uh, 1,674 yards this season in four games. Last season, in the first four conference games of the year, we gained 1,752 yards. Oh, no. 80 yards more. And we did so in 29 plays fewer. 29 offensive plays fewer, meaning that last season in the first four conference games of the year, our yards per play are an important stat when you're looking at offensive efficiency and elite offensive yards per play. Last season in the first four conference games, our yards per play was 6.257 yards per play. This season... Five point four one seven, Clint. That is markedly worse. Now, if you want to know how that ranks amongst the college football teams that have played football this year, that puts us tied for sixtieth in the country in yards per play, Clint. Tied. How many teams in the SEC again, Daniel? (laughs) How many? there's uh there's 14 teams in the SEC. Oh no. But um oh, no. Georgia Tech is ahead of us. Okay. Uh Auburn is ahead of us.
1: I'm I'm sorry. I emergency run to the Orange Home Improvement Store.
0: South Carolina and offensive coordinator Mike Bobo. No, don't is, don't do this to me. Uh, is ahead of us. Okay. Missouri and Eli Drinkovitz okay. is ahead of us. The University of Alabama Birmingham is ahead of us. Is this so? Is Marshall? Who, by the way, really? So quickly, is how many? How so many people do you
1: think are still listening to this podcast right now?
0: We've lost them all. But I just need—I just need everybody to know. So is Iowa State. So is Northwestern. Okay. So sixtieth. In the country. Guys. Um, Ohio State. I know they've only played one one game. We're at 5.4 yards per play. Ohio State. 6.8 yards per play. Um, Alabama. 8 yards per play. Clemson. 6.4 yards per play. Um, Clint. Hmm. You, mm. I saved the best for last. You sitting down? I don't want to be hearing this. Florida clocks in at number four Yeah, at okay. 7.4 okay. yards per play. Clint. I'm not saying Florida's going to win a national championship because their defense is trash. And Kirby's right. You have to have at least some semblance of defense to win a national championship. But here's what I'm saying. You cannot win a national championship when you're 60th in yards per play in the country. This offense is a problem. And I'm not saying that the solution is fire... Uh, The offensive coordinator, I obviously do do not think that. I'm not even saying that I know for sure that the solution is you replace the quarterback. Correct. But what I'm telling you is that there are severe problems on the UGA offense. And if we don't somehow miraculously find a way to fix them before the SEC championship game, the same thing that we watched 2 weeks ago is going to happen again because you just will not be able to keep up with a team with a, a team that is so offensively capable mm-hmm. like Alabama and and listen the same thing would be true if we played Clemson the same thing would be true if we played Ohio State and so uh there's a real problem on this offense and Kirby has 6 weeks to figure it out uh, Todd has six weeks to figure it out and um, we'll talk about the cocktail party next week, I guess, but we're just we're gonna assume that that's a, a win because of Dan Mullen. but it's you, Dan you, Mullen. you got you got to, you gotta figure this out, Georgia.
1: Well, I'm so glad that you went on segment three, Daniel and that's where we end the podcast today. This makes my well, heart grow fonder.
0: Let's see, we got listeners for longer because everyone that oh, stopped right. listening to us stopped that's at the right. end of the show. And so, that's right. So come back tomorrow when Clint will do all the talking. I'm going to talk. All uh, the talking is there. No, uh, tomorrow so,
1: Daniel and I will be back doing Locke's segment. Everything, by the way, everything Daniel just said, 100% true. And if you want to fight us on it, please look at statistically what's happening right now. Again, two things can be true at the same time. You can have an incredible defense and, oh wait, an incredible offense all at the same time. One does not determine the other. You can't be a defensive-minded team that doesn't have a good offense like that. That's not an exclusive thing. You have two things. So, uh, 100% right. Couldn't agree more. Come back tomorrow. We're Daniel. We'll be doing locks. It's Thursday this week. We do not have a crossover. Uh, the fine folks over at Kroger Field were too busy checking people out to go ahead and do a crossover with us, Daniel. They were helping. I believe, I
0: believe John Calipari is is going to be a guest on their show talking about the football team. Uh, that's a lie. I didn't I made that's that That's a up.
1: lie because well <laughs> yeah. Um it, if you want to know where John Calipari is just watch the streaks of hair gel on the floor. You'll find him eventually. <laughs> you'll you'll uh, find him. You'll find He'll be him. there. He'll be there. Uh, come back tomorrow where we talk about locks. We'll be giving out some picks for some money. Join us for that and then Friday we'll do a look ahead with factor fiction. We'll see you guys then.
0: See ya